What up good people? Vince W. Matthews here, your friendly Christian black man living in America. And welcome to the very first, very first episode of Closet Rants. Like I said, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, I'm literally in my closet and I'm going to rant about what I feel that I need to talk about. Well, let's jump right into it. The reason I'm doing this podcast is because of the recent killing of George Floyd. George Floyd, yeah. I have been silent for so long in my life that I kind of justified that that's really who I am. And it's not. It's really not. It's not who I am. And it's, I've been a kind of a, a character that I've created. Because this is the thing. Sometimes you can be a person or you can operate in a position, a organization, a church, uh, a, a job for so long. You actually really feel like that's who you are. And sometimes a lot of us in our lives, we are basically playing a character in our own lives. We are playing multiple roles in our own life. And a lot of those roles are, are not who we really are. Because we have lost our sense of identity. And that's a scary thing when you have lost your identity. It's like uh, scripture says, you know, it's like a man washing his face and then looking in the mirror, forgetting who he is or what he looks like. And I believe that's how I've been for these 30 plus years of life. I've been just operating in roles and positions and shrinking down myself and who I really am. Now, like I said, I'm a Christian before I met the Lord. I was a person that would tell you who tell you how I feel. Didn't care. I didn't care if it hurt your feelings, made you cry or nothing. I don't care. I would tell you, you know, like it is, like I say, T.I. is. Yeah, I would tell you that. And I was just basically kill you with words i didn't care or i put my hands on you and i ain't talking about to pray for you i mean literally put my hands on you yeah i was that guy and i think i lost that because i gave my life to christ and i was operating in the pastor or or you know worship leader or different things like that because this is the thing i think as as christians we need to have a little bit of we need to have jesus and we need to have some peter in us as well because Peter will chop your ear off and Jesus is like, all right, put that back on. Don't don't do that. Peter, I told you not to cut the ear off, man. Can you hear me now? No, he has one ear. But the fact of the matter is, is we need a balance of Jesus and Peter. Now, Jesus is the loving kind and he'll flip a table over here. Now, don't 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 get it twisted. Jesus was the thug out here. Really? For real. He really was. And I think we need to have a balance of standing up for what we believe in. And also showing love and peace and mercy to others as well. You got to have a balance. You got to know when to stand up. You got to know when to sit down. You got to know when to kneel. You got to know when to high five. You got to know when to do what you need to do. You need to know when to protect your family, protect your your Christianity, protect your your religion or whatever it is that you believe in. You really have to stand up. 
Because if you don't stand, what they say, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. So this podcast all started because every time a black man would get murdered, I would never say anything. I wouldn't post nothing. I would really just rant and kind of, um, what do you call it, vent to my wife and, and friends and family and things like that. But I would never publicly post anything. And this one, man, this one, for some reason, it just hit me hard. And it took me back to that person that I used to be as like, I'm going to tell you how I feel. Now, I have a mixture now. I have a balance now. I'm going to tell you how I feel respectfully. But if I tell you how I feel and it hurts your feelings, if it's the truth, then that's what you need to hear anyway. Because I'm tired of sugarcoating stuff and I'm tired of being silent. No longer will I be silent. That's why this podcast is here. You're going to hear what I have to say. Because I'm in literally in my closet. Now, I was going to film and do the video version of it, but it's a little sensitive and I don't want myself crying on camera like that. Not not just this, but I just want it to be a little more intimate. I want you to just hear my voice and just kind of visualize in your mind how I'm looking or what I'm saying or, or what kind of body language I'm using. So that's why I chose not to do the video. Now, I might bring those videos later at a later time but at this particular time and season all you're going to have is the audio listen to my voice on your way to work as you're cleaning up the house or or whatever it is that you want uh to listen to me when you want to listen to me so george floyd is what sparked but it's been suppressed anger and rage from all these killings of black men that have never seek justice let me tell you a story years ago I don't know how many years ago it was. I had the proud privilege of of going going to a private school. Uh, this was around 2000, 2001. So you can just kind of roughly see how uh, my age. And so I went to a private school. My brother was coaching out there in the city of Jasper, Texas. Now, mind you, this is the same city that a man by the name of James Bird was dragged he was drugged he was dragged drugged however you want to put it by um some white men some racist white men who didn't like black people they killed him they had a movie about it all these different things now this is the same city now there's an unsolved case from my friend and my brother alfie wright yeah i'm i'm already getting emotional because I knew him. I knew the family. I know that family. That's an amazing, the right family. Shout out to them. Love y'all so much. If you if you even hear this, I'm continually praying for y'all and that justice is served for the murder and death. Because, yeah, this is a murder. They try to cover it up. But of uh, Alfie Wright, uh, I love the right family. I want to say that once again, man. I love y'all so much. Y'all are family. And I thought about that. Like, I played on a basketball team. The dude was a beast. Best point guard i ever seen touch a basketball. He was a musician. Like, we had a lot in common. We were both preacher kids. We both were musicians. He sang, I sang. He played the drums, I played the drums. We played on the same basketball team. So to see this man's life get took away. So I'm thinking about all these times, right, that I'm seeing black men get murdered, and I did not say anything. So my, in my mind, basically what I'm saying is, Vince, if you're not saying anything, you are part of the problem. You are part of the problem. And I think, who's next? 
Will that be me? Will that will that be my face on social media? Will that be my face on the news? Black man murdered in Beaumont, Texas or Southeast Texas. Vince Matthews. Hmm. Wow. It it's 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 crazy. It's scary. You you can't go to stores. You can't just go out and about without looking over your shoulder wondering will i be the next victim by the hands of racist white police officers i'm not saying all police officers that are white racist but no i'm not saying that but you know who you are and don't try to hide it and try to sugarcoat it you are you are that now listen About a, let's see, a few years back, man, I was a part of a church. I want to call this church's name so bad, but the the Lord won't let me do it, so I'm not gonna say. I'm just gonna say a church. I was a part of a church. Now, me and my wife had moved into the city. Uh, I'm not even gonna say the city's name. I'm not gonna say that either. I can't say that. <clears throat> so, excuse me. So, I was a part of this church, predominantly white, right? few a few spots in there a few hispanics a few of us in there as black people it was a few so we joined the church they had an amazing kids ministry we went there and visited and we started we joined the church actually we end up joining the church because they had an amazing um kids ministry and so my kids loved it my wife actually began to be a volunteer and be a part of this church and i volunteered in the kids ministry as well and other parts of the ministry we were very active no matter what church we went to we were going to be active we don't join churches and sit down we 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 about that life we're about that serving life we love to serve yeah we are about that life and i remember um uh mlk day came around so i'm in church i'm sitting up church is about to start so i'm like okay this church is a big church this at this particular time this church is about uh, 6,000 plus people a big church um, now I know they're probably even way over that because at the time that we were about to leave close to the time that we uh, left the city we, we relocated back down here in Beaumont uh, they were close to like 8,000 people plus the church was so big they had to build a whole facility for the kids ministry within itself like it was a big church it was a big deal they were about that outreach life so Church is about to start. I was like, all right, MLK, I know that, you know, this is a big church. It's an amazing church. They got the budget down. I wonder what kind of presentation they're going to put together. Church starts, boom, praise and worship kicks off. Okay, maybe they're going to do it in the middle of the service. Okay. Middle of service comes, offering all this stuff comes, nothing. Okay, maybe when the pastor get up, he's going to talk and say something about MLK. And, um, yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. Pastor gets up, preaches nothing i said hold up hold up hold up babe. don't don't leave yet church is over with i said hold up let me see because you know they got to clean up before they got i had three services so they had to clean up for the next service i said hold up babe. i know they might have some kind of slide or something or at least a picture of them or something nothing mlk day a national holiday right for what this man fought for and they didn't put anything on the screen. I said, <laughs> really? Okay. Wow. And it was nothing. I was mad. 
Like, how are you not going to say something about Dr. Martin Luther King? If no, if you don't, if okay, well, people say, you know, Mark, Malcolm X was the, the militant one, this one, okay, okay, you ain't got putting in about Malcolm X. But this man has a national holiday, and you're not going to say anything about it? Okay. Okay, I was going to say something. My wife was like, no, nah, don't say nothing. I was like, yo, man, forget that. Forget that. Because how are you going to not say something about Martin Luther King? And um, another thing I was looking at, you know, I was looking at the leadership team. They had one black man. One of a total of about maybe 75 people, 75, you just say 75 to 100 staff. But I'm talking about just leadership. One. We've got a lot of black volunteers, but on staff getting paid, one. And then later they had another sister come. I had a sister who she came and whatever. And I could tell she was about that life. But I seen her cold switch it up and conform to whiteism i guess i don't know what you want to call it to to fit the mold of this predominantly white church i was like wow wow and i made sure that i would <laughs> show my swag or whatever i was not overly i guess with i don't even know what this this was overly black but i made sure that you knew i was i i, I was uh of that hue of uh, that i was black you know what i'm saying and i didn't sugarcoat who i was i would say stuff and talk you know i would talk like us because i'm of the culture but it, it it amazed me to say that bigger church and you only had one black person on staff. it was a black family and this is the thing the only part the, and i got the backstory of that particular family is that the pastor and the black the black uh minister that was on staff they went way back like he knew him when he was a teenager and all this stuff like that so i was like oh so that's the only reason that he's hired on staff and then he told me the story you know the lord sent me there and i was like okay okay so the lord sent you here huh? okay i'm not saying that that's not the truth i'm just saying of all these people here you mean the lord only told him to hire one black person maybe because of a census i don't know we it's just like when people say, I'm not racist. I have black I have black friends. Get out. Stop. Stop it right now. Cause for you to say that, at least you know you're racist. I have black friends. I mean, I mean, that's a black man in my family. He's married to my cousin. So what? You're not married to him. And you know that the thing about it is some people are actually married to someone black, but they are still racist. Like, say, for instance, uh, you might have a, a white man that's married to a black woman, but he still doesn't like black men or, or you know, or, or vice versa. It's really crazy. And this stuff really exists. I remember being on the campus grounds of Lamar University <laughs> in the city of Beaumont, Texas, where I now reside. And I was after class going to my car you know i kind of got there uh late i think not late but i call it late because i'm a person that likes to get up early if i'm not there 30 minutes or 15 minutes before time that i need to be there i'm late so i kind of got there and i drove in it was a lot of parking spots up close so i had to park across the street in this parking lot so i get out of class and i was like yo i ain't staying on campus too much longer i'm gonna just go home 
And so I'm walking and there's this white girl in front of me, right? Caucasian, how you want to put it. She's in front of me. She's walking. And then I see her kind of, you know, peep behind her. She was like, oh, she had a, a look of fear on her face. She kind of just kind of looked over her shoulder just a little bit. And I seen her and I had my head down. I think I was in my phone or something. I look up and I said, I said what was she doing? Because I seen her starting to kind of speed up. I said, oh, she, I said, hold up. Nah, she, she ain't speeding up, right? Is she? She started speeding up speeding up start getting a little faster so you know me okay you want to play that game i'm gonna walk faster too so she started walking faster i'm walking faster she's walking faster i'm walking faster. i said okay this was this the game you want to play okay i'm gonna make you feel feel afraid yeah uh-huh i'm behind you ah, ooh, ooh, whatever you want to say yes yeah, scooby-dooby-doo whatever yeah 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 we're gonna play that game so she keeps walking and then we come where we have to cross the street and our cars are literally uh a few feet away from each other Man, this girl, if it had not been for her going to her, her car being that close and mine being that close, she was almost to a full sprint. And I know it was because I was black. She's white. She's, I mean, this, I mean, we're surrounded. We're at campus. We're surrounded around people. But she got afraid just because I was black. I was like, wow. <laughs> but see, that's the thing about it. Dear white people. Stop acting like racism don't exist because when you do that, you are part of the problem. Yeah, I said it. I'm going to say it again. Dear white people, stop acting like racism don't exist because when you do that, you are part of the problem. Look, listen, uh, black people, my people, if if you are biting your tongue and you on hush mouth and you on mute, and you you trying to fit into like a group or an organization or some kind of club or even a church. I mean, even a church for that matter. Guess what? You are part of the problem as well. See, there are really people out there who justify their racist ways using Christianity as a prop. Like like you really out here using this hatred in the name of Jesus. What kind of mess is that? Like, please go, go sit down somewhere, please have several seats. No, no, no. Matter of fact, don't even don't even sit in the building. Go lay down in a ditch somewhere. That's what you can do, because for you to take the holy name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and try to use it in the name of hatred, you are dangerous. You are deceitful. And that is not of God anywhere. So listen, a few days ago, I, I'm, I'm trying to I'm, tr- I'm trying to not stay on that too much. A few days ago, my, my oldest daughter, she uh, graduated from kindergarten. And because of the coronavirus, they had it set up where it was like a drive through where they get they and you had to come and pick up all her things from the school and everything like that. All the work she did and. Uh, extra change of clothes all, all these different things like that and so and they gave her a certificate as well for graduating so they did a drive-by we bought her some balloons and hung it out the window we were excited yay woo me and my wife were excited she was not as excited as we were we were very much more excited than she was i don't know why but yeah that was the case so 
she's graduating from kindergarten. She's excited somewhat. We're excited. And, you know, we're doing the social distancing things, you know. And me and my wife started talking and saying, you know, she'll be graduating high school soon. That That's how quick we look because... When I seen her graduating and we had a nice little pretty dress on her and we had uh, put her graduation hat on. We had grabbed a a graduation hat that we had. And I was like, man, you know, this will be graduating from high school soon. Because the thing about it, like I, I had kids late. Right. So a lot of my classmates and people around my age have kids that are graduating from high school going into you know quote-unquote real world now so i'm like man these people who have my friends and and relatives and and classmates they got kids that graduate high school and i got babies but it's funny because i guess because of seeing all the graduations i actually looked at my daughter and i seen her older and graduating high school and it kind of scared me a little bit and i said you know what who is to say that I'll be here when she graduates from high school? I mean, and will I will I make it to see her graduate? Will I make it to see her go to prom or college or even or married or, or starting a business? Because of all the killings and, and, and us as black people getting murdered, I'm, I have to think like that. Will I make it or will I be on the TV screen? Will I be on CNN or will I be on the news? As being murdered at the hands of police officers, racist, white police officers. Because I've had my run in with them as well. Yeah. Right there on the campus grounds of Lamar University. I'm unloading my stuff into my dorm. Right Now, I was parked illegally, but the way it was, it was uh, a fire zone right there. And then there was a back gate that you could go to. Right. And a lot of the students did that. At this particular time, this was about and I don't know what year it was, but I parked my car there and I and the, the police officer like put his lights on, put his little uh, alarm thing on and say, hey, move that car. This, this. I say, hey, man, I'm just I said, yes, sir, officer. I don't know what I said. Uh, I was like, yes, sir. I wasn't disrespectful because I know I could get there, you know, but I didn't. I wasn't disrespectful. I was like, I was just putting my stuff in i had my backpack i was just trying to unload the last few things of these uh the last few things that i had in my car because it was closer for me to go right there than to go into the front of the building and stuff and so a lot of students do that and so i'm unloading he was like no move that car it's a fire zone i was like i know i'm just trying to finish this last little bit this is a police officer it was a campus police but still police officer and he got all in my face i was like all right man all right, so I took my backpack down, I put it in the back seat, I moved and drove all the way down, and I had to walk a further distance. But he was all in my face, and I seen the same cop like in the dining hall. I was just like, you know what? I ought to throw some food at him or something. I mean, this was what I was thinking. I didn't do these things. Look, man, it's not a crime and it's not a sin for you to think these crazy thoughts now it's what you do when you think these things that's that's where we draw the line but yeah i was thinking crazy thoughts because i was mad i was embarrassed but he, he started drawing a scene and so a lot of people started getting around and so i'm embarrassed i'm mad 
I'm I'm tired. I think I I don't know where I was coming from, but I was tired. I know that. And so I find my running. That I, I got numerous stories that I'm gonna tell you about. So I was thinking, am I gonna make it to see my daughter? Finish her, you know, get to adulthood, become a productive citizen in this world. I don't know. I still don't know. I pray and hope I do. I pray and hope I do. I mean, because I don't want my kids. To, I mean, I'd rather my kids bury me than I bury them. But the the, the, the the thought of just thinking that I won't live to see my kids grow up and that my wife will be a widow. It brings tears to your eyes. It really does. Oh, man. Y'all bear with me. But you know what I was thinking? I was thinking that I think it's important that we talk to our white friends and we kind of tell them like the day to day of what it really feels like to be black in America. And for me, more specifically, my reality is in the South, but shucks, that don't even matter no more. It's just all over even more. You know, I don't think being in the South matters as much as it used to be, you know. You know what I think we should do? I think us as black people, we should have, and this might sound funny. I think we should have a ride along. We should get our white friends and have them ride along with us for a day or a week or a month or so. I know it sounds like funny, but I'm serious. Like once a month, like take your white friend or friends on a ride along with you to different places and different neighborhoods and just talk and inform them educate them and just sit down and people watch you know take white pastors or leaders or officials or or political figures or anything and introduce them and let them know and show them in the words of aladdin a whole new world like for a whole new for real because we talk about it they talk about it but they really don't know. And some things you can't put in a book, some things you can't talk about, some things you just have to experience for yourself. And I think it'll be very important. It'll be very educational for our non-black friends and, and, and white leaders and white pastors and, and whoever that you have that is not black or brown and have them sit in the car and have a ride along with you. And let them know the day-to-day fear that you have of just walking to the grocery store. Or just like, Ahmad Arby, just jogging in your neighborhood. I thought about jogging in my neighborhood the other day and I was just like, I don't know about that. I'm afraid. I mean, think about it, man. Trayvon Martin's killer is is free. What's his name? Zimmerman. <laughs> yeah, man. <clears throat> but I wonder we we could do that. But you know, I challenge all my people, black people. I I, I challenge us to reach out to all of our white friends and, and tell them how you really feel, and and just watch the response you get. 
because I've reached, <laughs> I've had friends and I've reached out to some friends and, and, and reached out to my white friends and told them how I feel and just want, hey, say, you want to have some conversations? A lot of them don't say no. You know how, like, if you send a message in, like, Instagram or Facebook, it'll show you that they seen it. But like, yeah, I know you seen it. I see the check. It says seen on there. Like, I know you seen it. But you don't have the decency. Even just put no or IDK or something. But for you to just have a blank response. Now, I did reach out to some friends. And they were like, yeah, let's do it, man. This needs to be talked about. So I'm grateful to them for saying yes. And we're going to do that. I'm going to make sure that we air that. It's going to be an amazing, amazing conversation. So I wonder if we could talk. <clears throat> Another thing I thought about, if th those are people who are in a relationship, that in are um into that are in a relationship with someone of another race interracial inter uh, i can't say that word like if it's a black man he's married to a white woman or uh, um or a black woman married to a white man i like i really think it's so important that we educate them i wonder if there are conversations that are being taking place in interracial relationships I remember the um the TV show This Is Us and the character Beth. Now her sister was dating Kevin, you know, who was Randall's brother. And I remember she said, um, I left my scarf and, and things. When you hear when you hear a woman, a black woman talking about scarf, for those who don't know, it's not a scarf around your neck for the most part. It's a head wrap to go to sleep in. And she talked about she left her scarf and Kevin ended up ordering one for her, not knowing what she was talking about because he was not informed and he was ignorant of the culture. And he was just unaware of when a black woman says a scarf pertaining to going to sleep, that it's not what he thought it was. Now, that was very interesting to me. Some of you may know what I'm talking about because he's, he was just so unaware and uninformed of what it is that she was talking about and i think some people some white people some people who are not black out there are just uninformed but i think it's up to us and up to them to be able to have these conversations because just because i'm pro-black doesn't mean i'm anti-white let's make that clear real quick so if i talk about my blackness and it makes you uncomfortable too bad i'm sorry because I have to wear this black skin every day. I have to fear for my life every day. Why? Just because I'm black. And black is beautiful. I don't know if you knew that. Just to let you know. My black is beautiful. So. I want to read this post real quick. This post goes to. is from. Local friend. And pastor. Uh, Shan Gilder Sr. I want to give a shout out to him. Very intelligent, very thought provoking man. And uh, you can listen to our conversation on Direct Dialogue, my other podcast, and check out our conversation. He's a, a brilliant man, man of faith, husband, a father. I love that man. Shout out to you, Pastor Shan. He said, it's disappointing to see some of my Facebook friends who I had respect for post a status on their page and comment on other pay other people's pages 
about the riots and the lootings, but seven days later still haven't posted nothing on their page about the murder. Yep. I seen people even posting things about Dr. Martin Luther King. <laughs> Talking about he stood for justice and he didn't burn that one building. Yeah, but they killed the man. You you you, st you still are not saying that they killed him. Yes. They they killed him. If you country like me, you don't even say killed, you say killed. They ain't even a word. Like they killed a man after all the good he did and standing for injustices and standing up for black people and standing up for just people in general to love one another. They killed him. Now, so if you want to quote Dr. Martin Luther King, make sure that you said, yeah, but they killed him for the very good he did in this world. They killed him. Huh? Yep. Another post says, if you're tired of hearing about racism, imagine how tired some people are of experiencing it. Ooh. Oh, my God. That's deep. That's so true. So some people are tired of hearing about racism and, and the murder of a black man. That's because you don't have to experience it. Just think about it. You're tired of hearing about it. We're tired of experiencing it. Like I said, I could be next. I don't know. I pray to God I'm not. Nobody in my family is. But I very well could get a call saying that your brother, I have three brothers. And I have a host of cousins and un uncles and nephews. Your brother, your nephew, your uncle, my dad was murdered. They had a scuffle or whatever like that. Yeah. Because this is the thing. Some people were just saying, okay, yeah, I, I, I seen that on the news. I seen that on the news that he was, uh, you know, that he, he, he was murdered. No, no, they don't say murdered. They will say, I heard it. He got into it with police officers and, and uh, he lost his life. Like, what, well, what did he do? The man's dead. Does it matter what he did? He is no longer with us. I mean, he's chilling on the man's neck for what? Seven, nine minutes, nine minutes. And just if you look at the pictures and the videos, just looking around like, yeah, can, can somebody go get me some tacos? Yeah, I'm gonna just chill right here on this black man's neck. He ain't got nothing else to do. He ain't got nothing to lose. OK. And I heard somebody say, um, <laughs> It's not funny, but I'm, I'm trying to laugh to keep from saying something ungodly. Bless the Lord on my soul. And all that. I, yeah, I just start quoting scriptures so that way I won't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because back in the day, I was a cusser. Oh, yeah. I was very creative with it, too. Mm -hmm. But I ain't trying to go back to that life because I love the Lord and I don't want to do that. Somebody said, <laughs> I can't believe this girl said this. Yeah, she she needs to be uh, uh, talked to. She needs to. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. She said all these people talking about they can't breathe. I'm going to just drive by and throw my inhaler at them. <laughs> really? Really? But you know what? We talk about this all the time. A lot of people don't understand. A lot of people that are white don't really understand that they have a privilege of being white. There's certain things they can do, say that we can't. But guess what? I want to say something. It's a privilege to be black as well. 
It is an amazing privilege to be black in America. James Brown had a song that says, say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Say it again. I'm black and I'm thin. I just made that part up. Yeah. Say it loud. I'm black. And I'm proud. Here we go. One, a few more and I'm I'm out. I'm I'm out of here. 99 years ago today on May 31st, 1921, the Tulsa massacre began. If you don't know what that is, please go look it up. The historical record documents a sustained and murderous assault on black lives and poverty. The assault was met by a brave but unsuccessful armed defense of their community by black World War One veterans and others. I'm trying to get through this without crying, y'all. One of the most violent episodes. <sighs> wow. One of the most violent episodes of dispossession in U.S. history. The term race riot does not adequately describe the events. We didn't want students to get lost in the history of Tulsa. Thought it needs to be remembered. We wanted them to recognize the historical patterns of stolen wealth in black, brown, and poor communities. So then they said that these are uh, these are pictures and, and posts that I seen resources, some resources to teach black history all year long. Free teaching articles on our site. Burning Tulsa, the legacy, the legacy of black. Uh, the color line by Bill. Uh, Bill, I'm messing this up. Listen, when black lives matter, why teach reconstruction by Adam Sanchez? How Red Lines Built White Wealth, a lesson on housing segregation in the 20th century. Man, there's so much things that we can say and do. We wanted them to see that in many ways, Tulsa, Tulsa or other historical black communities are still burning, still being looted. Wow. Black Lives Matter. I just want to say that Black Lives Matter. So a lot of times people would just continue to talk about the looting and the rioting, but nobody, as as um, my man Shan said, nobody is talking about this man being murdered. You forgot that we lost a life. He had a family. And the thing about it across the world, this I'm seeing black people and white people together and and protesting. I seen one of my classmates. I don't think he meant any harm by it, but it's, it just really still messed me up. I was mad. I was really mad. It's like, so all I seen was coronavirus. Uh, but what what happened to the what happened to the coronavirus? I was like, dude, really? You you really worried about the coronavirus right now? I mean, we all are worried about the coronavirus, but he's like. All I seen was coronavirus, but now all I see is protesting and rioting. I, I know people are protest, protesting and rioting, but what about the coronavirus? Huh? Can, can you tell me about the coronavirus? Man, if you don't get your coronavirus head self out my face with that. We know the virus is still out there, but there's another virus called racism that's been here long before the coronavirus ever existed. 
How about that virus? Let, let, let's, 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 let's talk about that virus. Huh? So. I'm trying to keep my calm. But that's what this is for. So I can get it all out. So if I didn't say it before. I'm going to say it to end this. This is episode one of Closet Rants. And to put a topic on this first episode, the topic would be the topic would be black man stand up, black woman stand up, black people stand up, specifically black man stand up. Now we know that all lives matter, but all that we are saying as black people is black lives matter too. That's my rant in my closet. First episode of Closet Rants. Vince W. Matthews, your friendly Christian black man living in America. Until next time, peace and blessings. And remember, black lives matter.